0: the systems of elitism and Hollywood and who's famous and why is being investigated. Now, why is this person so uh, honored and and exemplified when they're really a horrible person? We're, we're putting the receipts out there because it's time to start holding people accountable. And again, that relates back to 2020 numerologically. That's what the number four does. It does a system of checks and balances. Mm. It's, We don't have time for bullshit in the number four realm. We have to get things in line. They have to have a place and a system and a time to be dedicated to. And then you move on to the next one and you fix it.
1: today's episode of Hollyweird Paranormal, we sit down with our friend and head witch of the Black Hat Society, Zachariah the Witch. Let's sit around the cauldron with Zachariah as we discuss what to expect for the rest of the year 2020 and what it means in numerology. We also tackle the subject of ghosts in every sense of the word. Not to mention ghosts that actually followed and visited Zachariah not too long ago. You definitely want to hear and tune in to some of his creepy tales of the paranormal. So let's get comfortable and see what topics we can stir up from this cauldron. So let's get weird in part two of getting Holly weird with Zachariah the witch.
2: Hey boo, hey guys. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Holly Weird Paranormal. This is going to be our part 2 of getting Holly Weird with our friend Zachariah the Witch. If you Hello. haven't if you haven't listened to our part 1 of getting Holly Weird and speaking all things witch-like and spooky with Zachariah, then I highly recommend that you stop this episode and listen to that. It's a few months back. It's a really great episode. We got a lot of wonderful downloads and responses based on that episode, Zachariah. Wonderful. And yeah, so for those of you that uh, don't want to go back to that episode, you want to reintroduce yourself?
0: My name is Zachariah the Witch. Thank you for having me back. Oh um, I have been a should I use the term professional? Um, I've, I've been a, okay. I've been a practicing um, a practitioner of the occult and paganism, and a witch, a, a person of the craft for oh god, over fifteen years now. Mm-hmm. And I run the Los Angeles Black Hat Society, which is a group of a collective of pagans, non pagans, magical and non magical people coming together to learn about. Magic, the occult, about superstitions, and just you know, be around people who are spooky and odd. And you know, we have we have an affinity for Halloween and all those things that people want to talk about.
2: <laughs> Meaning, um, if you're weird, then you're welcome. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but um, in this current update about myself, I mean, I'm I'm still practicing. I still take clients. I do readings. I use numerology, tarot, oracle cards, my own intuition. I channel spirits. Um, I'm just really like growing and learning a lot about myself right now and learning how to expand and broaden my horizons as much as I can. And I want to help other people see themselves. And it even says on my website, maybe you'll see yourself for the first time. Mm. And I, I want people to have that hope in their life. So
2: always. every time yeah. you do a reading for me, it's, it's such a refreshing and reflecting experience Wonderful. because I always go back to, you know, myself and like, okay, I need to correct this or I need to like really look deep into this. And, and guys, like if you ever have the chance to get a reading from Zachariah, do so obviously contact him through his website you know, send a message and set up something. It's worth it a hundred percent. You've done even a reading for my sister and she was just like, she felt so much better. She's in Albany now, she got her house. It's so wonderful. it's that. amazing. So, yeah, yeah, she she's adjusted pretty well. She's gone through a little hiccups, but she made it. And,
0: yeah, predicted.
2: Uh, predicted <laughs> <it's ridiculous> indeed. <laughs> she had a, bit, a few hiccups, but now, I mean, she got her Queen Anne Victorian. She good, girl. It's so
0: beautiful. She, it's a beautiful house. It
2: yeah. is. It mm-hmm. is. She's, she's happy. She's adjusted. Also, you host something on your Instagram called Around the Cauldron as well. Yeah. yeah. So that's and,
0: something that came from people encouraging me to talk more about sharing stories, and um, I'm, I'm really good at talking to people, apparently. So um, <laughs> I've, I've found a way to bring in an element from the Black Hat Society that we were going to call Around the Cauldron, and now, now I've just done it on my own Instagram, and it's a live stream, mm-hmm. where I bring in people from all backgrounds who practice different types of magic, or are into the occult, or they might even be like a nutritionist, or a health person, yeah. or... I had a special effects artist come on this last week, uh, Sig Neutron from the sci-fi show Face Off. You know? Yeah, so I saw like,
2: that on your Instagram, yeah, you so have really, everyone.
0: I'm, it's, it's like I said, I, I really love um, you know, a lot of these people in life that most would not uh, look at in a way of like, oh, they're like the main character of this story. It's like, no, these people oh. are colorful and amazing mm-hmm. and full they of are. magic. I and... really,
2: I truly enjoyed the one you did with Gracie Moon.
0: Yeah, that, that, was was, that, that was a heavy story. That hit story me.
2: That mm-hmm. hit me. both of your stories really hit a core with me, and I I really never appreciated um, that.
0: I never shared the update on that story, but the what? the sheriff that was in that uh, the story that she shared, he is now being prosecuted on four charges. So, yes. Thank you, Spirit, for that. Wow. You don't
2: mind sharing a little tidbit about about that story so people can understand, like, you know, just the vernacular of it.
0: So Gracie came to me, I'll try to keep it short. She came to me and said, I have a story that I've never shared. She went from Staten Island, New York to Clay County, Florida, which is right outside of like Brevard, Jacksonville area. I don't know how to explain it to people who aren't from Florida, but it's like, (laughs) it's like on the East coast and in between Orlando and like, it's on, it's around there. Um, Mm -hmm. So Just Google it. Um, But but Clay County is a very oppressed and racially tense place. And this um, sheriff, I can't remember his name right now. Um, But the sheriff there, he had all this controversy of being a bigot and a racist. But Mm -hmm. the crazy part is that he himself is an African-American man. And he came on TV on their local news. And he said, any of these protesters... I will personally deputize other civilians to arrest you and do whatever they choose to do to take you down if you're a Mm -hmm. protester, because this is this is not going to fly in in my city. So basically militarizing civilians to attack other civilians that are trying to peacefully protest, Um, which I think he was just mad that he didn't get as much attention as Jacksonville or Orlando was getting for their protests. So Mm -hmm. that's probably what it was. But. The short part of the story is he had some controversy anyway. He had a mistress that he worked with in the department. She was an officer uh-huh. or a trainee. Um, he was cheating on his wife. He was extorting money. It's just this whole crazy story. And Gracie shared it and was like, I don't want to draw an attention to myself. I don't want any of this coming back on me. And I was like, it's, it's not going to come back on you. It's just the story needs to be told as to like yeah. why – you're raising money to get out of where you are. So, if y'all are interested, look up Gracie Moon. She has a GoFundMe. Yes. She's still trying to get herself and her kid out of that part of Florida. Yes. So.
2: She's trying to move to, I think, to California or I think mm-hmm. Nevada. I'm not sure, but she's, she's trying, trying to, to come, come out. to
0: California. She's keeping it anonymous, but she's trying to come to California. Yeah. Um, not, not specifying where, but where. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a good out, like turnout, you know, hmm, what goes on yeah. comes around, sir? It really, it,
0: you know, and I feel like that has a lot to do with 2020. We're seeing certain mm-hmm. things, just a lot of backlash immediately for wrongdoing, you know?
2: Yeah, like so. Ellen Degenerate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, you hear all the time in Hollywood, little whispers and hints about her being rude and...
2: I've heard that for many years working in the industry.
3: That's the thing that's so crazy is a lot of these things that are coming out are things that we've been – they're just part of living in L.A. You just are at some random bar, random party, and someone's like, Mm -hmm. ugh, did you hear, like, what happened this week? And so these things, like these Harvey Weinstein, Ellen-type things – are sort of, like, common knowledge, Mm -hmm. just because of you're living here, and and I'm sure I can literally already hear the comments, like, ugh, these elitist coastal assholes, I don't mean it like that, Mm -hmm. it just is a fact, you live in this city, and, like, the rumors that are then broken years later by, like, TMZ, you're like, yeah, we already knew that, like, yeah, Yeah. it'll be like, so-and-so just came out, I'm like, oh, I already knew that, like, yeah, that was, like, already a thing. I mean, it's kind of, it's, you know, not,
0: I'm not lumping Ellen to this category, but it's the topic, when you get on topics of things that are happening in Hollywood that everybody's kind of known about for years, Mm -hmm. it goes into the Weinstein stuff, it goes into, uh, it's not just Hollywood, now it bleeds into political uh, atmospheres where you have people like Jeffrey Epstein. Who yep. supposedly hung himself, you know. <laughs> we're we're in a state where there's a lot of suppression of information. But the majority of us, if you look online, and I'm not talking about QAnon or these like oh, yeah. conspiracy people, I'm saying like real people who are in these environments or in these situations who have been victims or who have been at peaceful protests or who have been in the industry for years, you know, you have people who are witnesses or direct in line directly with, you know, some of these tragic stories of, yeah, this guy was a pedophile and a creep and he tried to turn this into a casting couch or, um, there was rampant racism in the workplace, but nobody talked about it. It's just the way that this person was. And it's like, people talk about this stuff, but now I feel like because of social media, because Mm. of the ability to upload anything on your phone, you know, the, the new trend of keeping receipts, as it is um mm-hmm. that's why a lot of this stuff is finally coming to light because people are leaking these screenshots and these receipts mm-hmm. and they're showing like a log of data of this is the timeline of how long this person has been doing something you know yeah oh, absolutely it really mm-hmm. it's like
3: a reckoning it's not that this just started happening like why is this happening all at once it's like well it actually hasn't been this has been going on since the dawn of hollywood like literally mm-hmm. so many of our episodes revert back to where, like and then this child was brutalized by an executive head like yep. this town mm-hmm. is founded on like the oppression of like weak it's like a power struggle and so it's not just happening but we're now in a reckoning i think for the better Mm-hmm. Like, no, you cannot get away with these things anymore. We will not just let these happen in the sun, like the shadows, as it were. Yes. So it's just this very interesting sort of... I think that's kind of like, Tammy, when we were talking, like, what well, should we talk about this week? I was like, well, when we talked to Zachariah the first time and he talked about, like, his thoughts about the upcoming year of 2020 and now we're <laughs> so far in it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. we literally are over the hump, but we still have so much more to go. And we're in this, like, really intense, like, cultural vortex of, like, there's all these reckonings and, like, coming to terms with, like, who we really are as a society. Like, this is it. You can't look away anymore.
2: Exactly. It's like the ghosts of our past are coming back to haunt us.
3: Big time. Yeah. you know. know.
0: I I really, I'm glad that you're saying the ghosts of the past because Tammy and I separately, that was something that kind of just came to be was... Mm -hmm. There's so much that we've ignored for so long and it is like ignoring a ghost that's always been there. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, I think of California, I think of America as a whole when it was just the Americas and it was, um, I mean, California itself or Altadena, Pasadena, places where you have different indigenous peoples that have lived here for centuries. I mean, um, there was a book that I was reading the indigenous peoples America And it talks about how um, by the time of European invasion, a lot of indigenous people had obviously already been occupying and shaping America itself as a whole. So they were learning how to cultivate. um, They were learning how to farm. They they were using fire to change the forest line. They were accessing water and diverting it to their their homes. Um, they had communities established, they had government systems established, they had religious affiliations established. And then you have these strangers, these aliens that come here and they want to stick a a flag in the ground. And they say, well, this is ours now. Yeah. Thank you. You know? And I mean, it's the history of California itself and how so many freeways, Mm. just like when we started to map America, rivers were used to map dividing areas and what belonged to whom. Mm -hmm. And then when we modernized the world, we started building freeways to separate the rich from the poor and different classes, so to speak, from other classes, and to not have access to different neighborhoods. I mean, the, the fact that we redlined so many things throughout Black history to prevent African Americans from purchasing land or their own home. I lived in a house in Altadena that became a duplex that during the time of the Japanese and tenement camps, this uh, young man at the time, a Japanese owner, he owned this house and it was taken from him by the U.S. government and he was put put in a camp. Mm -hmm. And who saved his house for him and bought it back so that he could have it when he got out of this camp? His black friend. Wow, And you know what they still do together? They still walk around the Rose Bowl path together to this day because they are friends. But it's crazy when you think about the fact that so many immigrants have come here peacefully Mm. looking for freedom, looking for safety, looking for hope. But the very foundation of our country is built on terror, genocide, Mm. disease, rape um criminalizing and uh, you know trafficking children it's it's really dark here so there are a lot of ghosts and a lot of pain and a lot of trauma here that we've been ignoring for a, like i just got goosebumps saying yeah. that but there's not Yeah i just lot. got it
2: too there's yeah. a lot
0: that we've been ignoring for a long time and now we're in the age of enough is enough because we yeah. got plenty of receipts <laughs> if yeah. you want to get technical plenty data. of
2: receipts and the power plenty. of social media. So, I mean, it, it's, it is definitely powerful. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what I always express too. And, you know, the miniseries Chasing Ghosts, it's mm-hmm. like, what are we really chasing here Size for something that we think is supernatural? We're chasing yeah. the past because mm-hmm. the past is echoing something that is calling us in, in some weird way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we chase it and, you know, try to listen to it and try mm-hmm. to, I guess, process it, of course. Yeah.
4: And it's,
2: it's something, too, that it has also been brought up in question. Um. And I read an article about this on The New York Times. But, I mean, you can even tell us your opinion about this, too, Zachariah. But mm-hmm. a lot of people have been feeling, too, like uh, they've been going through a lot of, like, manifestations, supernatural manifestations of what mm-hmm. they appear or it may seem to be their house is being haunted by entity or it could be something psychological. Like, what do you take, for, uh, what is your takeaway from that?
0: There's a few things. The The main thing that comes to mind is we tend to, we tend to look towards something supernatural to explain our own fears of the self. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Carl Jung, the, yeah. you know, psychotherapist was very, very big on understanding the self in order to understand the world because it is one and the same. Ooh. What you do to the earth, it does back to you. What you give, you also will end up receiving. Mm. What you understand about yourself, you can then understand about things that usually make you afraid in the world. So a lot of people that'll be skeptics and they just, they work super hard all the time and they're never home and they don't appreciate their environment. Mm. They don't appreciate their families. They're always gone. Now they're all stuck at home, you know. Now they're noticing things that they never noticed before because they have more time to do it. Yeah. And it, you know, it has this effect on your brain subconsciously I think that even if there is or there was paranormal activity before that you might not have noticed, you also have to think about the emotional and subconscious triggers that are being stirred up within that person that also might be manifesting in their day-to-day life because when you live in an environment where you're cut off from people socially, emotionally, mentally, um, it tends to break you down. I mean, it's the core of what the CIA did to prisoners through Afghanistan and a lot of the wars throughout history. In order to break prisoners down, you separate them from anybody else, you isolate them. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in a a place of isolation Mm. and you feel that you have no outlet, you have no ability to practice your animal instinct, which is to be social because we're mammals, um, I really, really feel that you start to have a, a little bit of a, a break in, mm. your, in your mental state. And that can really stir up a lot of things that you might deem supernatural. But really, maybe you just had some, some underlying depressive disorder. Uh, you know, maybe you are suddenly realizing that you have a lot of uh, things that you weren't dealing with from your past. But the second part, to answer your question, if you want to <coughs> say it's all paranormal, and not just psychological, is mm-hmm. I really, really believe that whether it's residual, whether it's conscious, or what like poltergeist, um, the thing is, is that the spiritual realm is on a routine just like we are. And mm-hmm. so when that routine is disrupted, it's going to notice as, as, just as much as we are. I actually had a client in the last month from Rochester, New York, reach out to me on a call. She was a referral from, um, I knew her brother, and... She started to notice things in her home. Like she's a teacher. She had to do Zoom calls at home. Mm -hmm. And I did a reading with her. And one of the things that I, I saw in a vision was her, she has like a library room or a den. And again, I don't know her house, but I was like, there's a door latch that lifts and a door just swings open. And I just see the spirit of a man just coming into the room. And she goes, just this week, and this was like a month ago. Yeah. But she goes, just this week, I was on a Zoom call with the other teachers and the administrator, and behind me, you can see it in the video, we didn't record it, but the door latch, I I heard it pop up, like somebody popped it up, and the door just flew open. And I was like, did it fly open? She's like, no, just like very casually, just like open, like somebody just like walked in. And I was like, because somebody did. And she goes, well, what is that about? Because those types of things have been happening. And I was like, you're not used to being home at most of the days and times that you're home. Right. You know, So these spirits are used to a certain routine yeah. or they, they are stuck in a loop. And that loop is around the times that you're not there. But I also believe in energy displacement in a way that when you as a battery are there or not there, you influence whatever is there or not there. So if you go into a place that has been empty for years and years and years, something else might have moved in you know, because nobody's there. And that's, that's very common with like abandoned buildings. It's very common with old buildings that are getting renovated. You hear those stories all the time about people saying, yeah, once we started doing construction or once we kind of like changed up the routine or how many people were here that didn't live here, things got weird. And why do you think that is? Mm.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, there's a reason for these synchronicities. So for everyone to be talking about an increase in activity for everyone to be having an experience or a spike in experiences, I think it has a lot to do with people are looking inward a lot and they're reflecting it out into the world because we're afraid. And what are we most afraid of most of the time? Things that we don't understand. And what are things that we don't typically understand? The supernatural. Exactly. So there's, there's a lot of like, I really feel like it's both of those answers combined right now. Yeah. Um, and especially because fear has been such uh, propellant lately it's been really, really influencing a lot of people's lack of decision-making or capability to just fucking wake up and take a shower. You know, fear really fear is very crippling. And it it's kind of. It's kind of got a way of being parasitic, in my Mm. opinion, it's got a way of eating away at you until you just lose momentum, you know? Exactly. So, So I recommend go outside, be in nature, Talk to your house, love your house, love your home. If you have the luxury of staying at home and you're safe at home, you know, get more familiar with your home. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. have have more of a relationship with your space. Keep it tidy. Yeah. It really it really, really helps in order to keep a lot of those negative experiences at bay.
2: Give it a good limpia, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it really, it really it, does it, help.
2: It's, it it's really does, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, that's what I recommend too. I've been doing that as well—just taking a shower, just creating new routines, mm. getting out of the house, even to go grab a cup of coffee. Make sure you wear your mask. You I'm know? also
0: gonna—I'm <laughs> gonna interrupt you really quick. When I was talking in the last couple of sentences, I heard something in—I think your house, Tammy. But I also there's nobody home not. with me. You heard There's nobody knocking. home with me right now, and I heard footsteps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I'm like, hello. Oh my god! I just I heard something knock on the left side of my room, yeah. so I was like, not gonna, I'm not gonna pay attention to that it right happens. now. But it's,
0: I, I made a joke with my friend Bobby in Arizona. We used to do a lot of spiritual work together. She's like, Zachariah, every time you talk about this stuff, weird shit starts happening, and I'm like, That's oh, great. I my, love that. Yes. Talk
2: that. about, let's talk about weird stuff. Something recently happened to you that was very weird. You sent me pictures yeah. Um. as a, a preface to guys like uh, we are going to change the names of some of these individuals mm-hmm. out of yes. respect, but mm-hmm. um, Zachariah sent me some pictures via Instagram. He didn't, you didn't have to even put the arrow in that picture, Zachariah. I, w- like, I wasn't I sure. So <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I wasn't sure. I yeah. saw
2: it like I was like, girl, I see that. I see that in the yeah. in the smoke coming out of the flames. I see a face, mm-hmm. and then I saw the blue mist. Yeah. But uh, Bryce, I'm going to send you these pictures so you yeah, can I'm, see it.
0: All right, as I'm, Zachary is going to tell the story. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you some backstory here. So a year ago, it's pretty much been a year ago as of this month because that's we were talking about it. Um, I have a, a one of my girlfriends. I was working an event at a bar in Hollywood, um, the Canary Bar, whatever it's called, and it was like this rock and roll party, um, and they asked me to come and be a reader out on the patio. And it was at this party where I was doing readings for people that I met quite a few people in like the music industry, but one of these people was this girl, and she sat down, and she was very friendly and pleasant, and I immediately felt a connection with her. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, you know, kind of out of the norm most of Mm -hmm. the time with clients or people who are getting a reading from me. I'm usually just there to do the service, and that's it. But with her, it was like we just vibed. And she asked me, because I had three other people ask me that night if I channeled those who have passed or um, deceased Mm -hmm. loved ones, and I told the other people no. But for some reason with her, I decided to say yes. I said, well, yes, I do, and I can. She goes, "Could could you please try? I would really appreciate that. And of course, she didn't tell me anything about who she was trying to contact or the context. And I immediately wanted to cry and I had goosebumps immediately the second I started to open myself up to channel and I saw flash images of a few different things. Um, At first I thought, okay, I'm seeing imagery of like musician stuff and band stuff and rock and roll like kind of guy because of the other people I've been talking to. It's just a Maybe Mm -hmm. it's environmental influence. But I just start spouting off at the mouth what I'm getting. And she's blank face, not giving me anything until I give her specific information. And I say, OK, I need you to validate this for me. I was like, I see a man uh, standing by a motorcycle that's fallen over and it looks like it was pretty banged up. And he's pointing at it and he goes, she'll know what I'm talking about. And she gets tears in her eyes and she goes, oh, my God, that's my friend. He that's who I wanted you to channel. Wow. And he just died in a motorcycle accident. Uh, and for the sake of privacy, we'll say that his name was Larry. Mm-hmm. So Larry, really nice guy. And I was like, he he has um, a very dry, sarcastic sense of humor. And I told her, I was like, he reminds me, like he, he and I have a very similar humor. And I heard him say to me, like, that's why I'm talking to you, <laughs> which is still <laughs> funny to me. Um, <laughs> So she was like, oh, my God, you know what else? And I was like, he gave he said that there was something that was supposed to be yours. He gave something to someone to give to you. And he wants to know why you don't have it. It's like a it was like a trinket or something of his that like a piece of jewelry inside of like a box, which to me is like super specific information. And she goes, dude, what the fuck? His I gave something that. A relative of his gave to me and I decided to give it to his girlfriend because I felt uncomfortable keeping it. But it's like this little thing inside of a box. And she told me what it was, but this was a year ago. So I can't remember, but I was like, well, he's like, that was supposed to be yours. Larry's saying that you were supposed to keep that. So long and story short here, um, as we fast forward from a year ago, This girl and I, we're good friends now. Mm. She came to my house warming. She's a good friend of mine. And most recently, we had a socially distanced fire pit moment here, because we're still in the pandemic, y'all. So Mm -hmm. she hung out in my backyard, and we sat around the fire, and before she came over, I felt his Larry's presence again. And I don't normally get visitations from people who have channeled before. They never come back to see me. Usually they have one message and they move on, but he's popped up twice now uh, before this instance. So it was first time I channeled him and then another time. And, um, and now this last time, and I was at home, I'm putting logs in the fire pit. I'm getting it ready. And I thought of him, And I laughed and I was like dude are you here right now and nothing so I felt nothing it was the middle of the day still as night comes she comes over and the fire's going and I just installed these solar-powered motion censored uh night lights in my yard. I screwed them onto my wooden fence that's around my backyard because I get possums, I get coyotes, I get weird cats that make weird noises in the middle of the oh, night. Course. Oh course. my god, that's a whole story in itself. I thought, I, mean, <laughs> I thought a woman was screaming outside of my window. It was a cat, and I was like, "What is going on?"
2: We <laughs> have crazy. that too outside <laughs> of our
0: apartment. So <laughs>
3: creepy. So You are in heat, you're in heat. You can yeah,
0: get what you need, girl. Um, <laughs> So I installed these lights and um, they work and we tested them uh, because we had them in for like a few days. So I put these lights in and um, like I said, I felt Larry's presence. Then she comes over. We're hanging out outside. It is dark. The only illumination in my yard. I turned off my hanging lights. It was just like the sky and the fire. And, the light, the motion light behind her, which, by the way, was like around a corner, sort of, but I could still see it from where I was sitting. Even when I got even when I got up to move around the fire, it would never go off. When my husband got up to go inside, it was only until he was on the porch it would go off, because that's mm-hmm. how we set it up. But I tell her, hey, by the way, before you came over, um, I was thinking of Larry. And he popped in my head, and she goes that's really weird because I went on a date yesterday and the guy took me to the sunset spot where I went with Larry before he died because he liked to watch sunsets. But the guy that I went on a date with didn't know that that's where Larry and I used to go to watch the sunset. Oh my gosh. So there's one like, holy shit, direct like communication. And I was like, do you feel like he influenced that guy to choose to go to that random place because the guy said he had never been there before. Uh, And she was like, yeah, I kind of thought so. And I was like, well, let me tell you this. I've been thinking of him since before you came over. And she's like, no way. That's so weird. She's like, do you think he's here? The second she asked, do you think he's here? What turns on? The fucking motion light behind her. (laughs) And I'm like, and she's like, what? And she doesn't know that there's these motion lights, really? And she's like, what is that? And I was like, it's my motion light. And she's like, does it usually do that? I was like, no. And even my husband's like, that's really weird. So he's like waving his arms around
3: from where he's sitting
0: to see if maybe he did that. Cause he thought he's like, well, I did kind of get up to go move something, but it didn't go off. So we're, they're both like standing there, waving their arms. And I was like, Larry, if that's you, you should do it again. And it's quiet. Right. And we're just kind of sitting there waiting. And I was like, Well, I guess he'll do it when he wants to. And then it fucking turned on again right after I said he'll do it when he wants to. So we're not freaked out. It's more just like there's a reason why these these synchronicities have happened Mm -hmm. where you went on a date to a place where he watched the sunset. He popped into my head. This was also like the year anniversary of how me and this girl ended up becoming friends. He was the connecting force here.
4: Right. And he ended
0: up becoming, you know, a topic of conversation that night for a minute. And even my husband didn't know that that was how me and this friend of mine became friends. And I was like, yeah, that was the first time in a long time I said that I would channel someone who was deceased that had passed on in a public place, you know. And um, he was like, yeah, you never do that. And I was like, yeah, I just felt like I needed to. Wow. And I, I don't know, I just, in the photos, you'll see like, it. this was right in the midst of My husband is the one who took the photos, but it's me talking across the fire pit to my friend about these things that were happening that night and about why I felt like Larry was there and why his spirit was around Mm. me, was around her, why he was in my backyard. I mean, I saw before the light went off, like the last time from the left corner, if I'm facing my house in the backyard from the left corner, it's like the silhouette of a man went behind the tree and then nothing. And then the light went off and I felt like that was him. I felt like that was him leaving. That was his last appearance that he made. And that's what I told her. I was like, I literally feel like he just made it obvious to me that he was leaving and he was saying goodbye. Wow. Wow. And I was like, and this is what happens. I feel like every time he's either talked about or he wants his presence to be known. And I've had other moments in my personal life where if i talk about my grandfather william from my father's side mm. if sir if my my husband talks about his dada his grandfather Aww. who passed a year ago you know like i feel even going back to your question about people noticing activity more and more mm. frequently we tend to forget that there's there isn't an entire dispersal of our energy as being poof gone i think we we become just loose particles and we yeah. become all these different factors and parameters and the core of our soul become becomes another person or something else. But we still have fragments of us that are left behind that either go back into the earth, they go into like characteristics or personality traits of other people around us, they become influences, they become a lot of different things. But the core of that person, it's like they're not... Bound anymore by corporeal means, they can access the physical plane as well as the spiritual whenever the fuck they want. So, I really feel like uh, some of us who are more highly evolved, when we pass, we will have the ability to do so. If we choose not to reincarnate, we can just bump around however we want, you know. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a lot of what I've experienced is a lot of these presences, uh, even at my seances. Um, the one that we did at Harris House, you know, mm. they there's certain ones that need to say something. They, they need to let it be known, like, don't be so uh, uneased or just so uh, not at rest. I'm fine. You know, and that's the most common message that they want to convey. And mm-hmm. I think it's because so many people are so afraid about what happens when you die.
2: Absolutely. You know? Yeah.
0: But yeah, those photos, you can share those photos all you want. Um, it's wonderful. It's odd to see not only faces in the smoke of the fire but to see the blue
2: the blue mist and the blue
0: mist and it's my I sent it to my youngest brother and he, and I didn't say anything I just sent him the photos. Yeah. And he didn't reply back for a while and I was like do you notice anything and I didn't say strange or creepy I just said do you notice anything. Yeah. And he was like I immediately noticed the the specter that's like behind you and in front of you the blue thing. Yeah.
2: And the, and the good thing that your husband did too your uh, when, when he was um, taking those pics is that you could see in a couple of frames.
0: Yep. There's nothing. In there's
2: nothing. And then the next picture it's in front of you. And then yep. the next picture is in the back. And when it comes yeah. to flame and light, yeah, it would reflect something a little more glo- golden or white in pictures. But this was blue.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing I've learned, too, with photo um, debunking photos is mm-hmm. when I was on a ghost hunting team, if you ever took photos near a fire, a lot of the time it will inverse the the image of the flame. So it'll look like an upside down version or it'll look askew yeah. to the fire like a solar flare almost or like yeah. a lens flare. Mm-hmm. But it's still the same shape of the fire, mm-hmm. whereas this blue thing and these other odd imagery in the photos are not shaped like the fire at all. They have their own presence yeah <laughs> yeah but, I mean I even remember when he sent me the photos he airdropped them to me and I'm like what are these and I was like wait what the fuck because I got creeped out I was mm-hmm. like I remember this part of the conversations because I'm holding the fire tongs I'm laughing yeah and we're talking about her friend who died a year ago and that was how we met and I was like it was how pretty casual coincidental is it mm-hmm.
2: yeah that it those gonna-
0: things would appear
2: it wasn't like you were performing something. I mean, in the pictures, mm-hmm. and we'll post them, guys, on Instagram. It just looks like you guys are, you know, just relaxing yep. outside, having a fire. Yep. Bryce, Absolutely. have you seen the? Did you get the pics?
3: On I'm your looking phone? at them right now. Yeah, I was lo- I was looking through them in order as you guys were talking about them. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's just so interesting to see that you know we've all been around a campfire where you're like the smoke is following me or like all of those things. Like this <laughs> is moving yeah. atypical to like what it would seem a fire would be doing.
4: Absolutely, mm-hmm. especially
3: as you're like poking it and like stoking the fire like yeah things to be like on your shoulder in front of your face like in the above part of like it's not yeah it's like um because even the depth of it it almost
0: looks like it comes from back towards the back of my, yeah. yeah. my garage and then it gets close and then it goes behind me yeah it's very the the placement of it was very strange because I looked at it uh, dozens of times out i'm like this is really weird i mean even though i work with spirits you guys they still creep me out sometimes i'm just like can you not can you not do that i can't imagine
3: what that would be like (laughs) yeah you know
2: i mean if it was the ghost of rock hudson bryce you'd be totally fine with it right (laughs)
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just it just depends. <laughs> totally.
2: Yeah, that's what happened to me when I went to David Oman's house for the second mm. time. I'm going back there tonight for his live oh stream. Yeah, oh but my Lord. I had uh, like I felt something kind of a little weighted on my chest going in and out of his house, and then on top of that, towards the end of my investigation, as you guys hear in the, towards the end of chasing ghosts, um, mm-hmm. something kind of like one one instance like it felt like someone rubbed like ran their fingers through my hair like from the root of my hair to the ends and it felt like there was a like a hand on my head at one point and that was unusual and that's actually the second time that I've had something like that happen to me there yeah but it was heightened that night especially on that specific night which was like I, I believe it was yeah the the 50 almost the 51st anniversary of the Sharon Tate Manson murders but um even the the uh my friend that was with me he kept on seeing an image of a man and a woman and the man was we believe was his grandfather you know trying to communicate with him and the woman was connected to his girlfriend that was also with us who was a grandmother that passed so yeah, I mean they're around and they. Well,
0: do you do you remember what we had talked about this before? Where mm-hmm. you know I said that people tend to be more haunted than places. So yes, you might be going as a guest with Tammy and Holly Weird and Bryce. You know, um, to go to the Omen House, but you still don't sometimes know what you're bringing with you yourself. So mm-hmm. I mean that when I listened to that episode, the most recent one, I was kind of like. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, when you're going and you're looking for something paranormal, you might not realize what you already have around you that isn't yes. paranormal thats paranormal that has been trying to contact you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now because you're open to it, they're like, hey, by the way, you're in this haunted house, but we're also here.
2: hmm <laughs> David and, jokes yeah, with me about that. He's like, well, you know, don't forget to bring your ghost, Tammy. I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: yeah, because that usually is what will happen. I mean, it mm. happens every time at a seance at a haunted location. Mm-hmm. People like, what about the spirits of the people who used to own this house? I'm like, most of the time, they don't want to talk to you because they don't know you. Right. Yeah. But you're going to get some relatives and some people that'll come forward. I mean,
2: That's the true. seance
0: that I did at the Black Sheep Gallery, um, was it two years ago now? Geez. Um, I think it was over a year ago now. And the spirits that came forward were all connected to the people that were there. None of them had anything to do with that building or Mm -hmm. the city of Burbank at all. They were all connected to people that were there. Yeah. And for me as a, a channeler or as a medium or whatever you want to call it, um, that's usually the hardest way to do a reading is when it's a bunch of people lining up behind me to have a conversation with all these people in this fucking room. And I'm like, I'm only one person. Yeah. <laughs> there's Only so much I can do. Yeah,
2: It's <laughs> you know? that BBC show. Um, I don't know if you get, if anyone has seen it, it's on BBC and it aired a year ago. It's called ghosts. And this girl has this yeah. accident. She buys this, she buys this house that is already haunted by all sorts of ghosts that live there for centuries. Mm-hmm. And she has this accident and then she could see them and they when they realize that she could see them, it's a whole crowd of them bombarding yep. her. And she's like, Shut
0: up, shut up, what <laughs> is that?
4: What yes. is
2: that Time? I'm assuming that is what you go through all the time. You're like, shh, Well,
0: shh, You know, working working with Linda the ghost hunter and some of the evidence that came from that, she has a video on her um on her YouTube and I think yes. she still has a lot of the raw footage from the first seance we did together at the Black Sheep Gallery, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that she has gotten on her thermal imaging camera is, it's always a cold silhouette of a person. The second I say, there's a spirit behind me and it's trying to communicate X, Y, and Z. She's like, yeah, I'm actually, and she'll take a photo of it. And it's it looks like the silhouette of a person. Wow. And wow. it can be any varying size or shape. Um, or you'll see it like move around or there'll be multiple, there's a photo that she sent me, it sent chills down my spine, I'll have to try to find it or see if she can send it to me again. And it's like multiple spirits. When I did my uh, seance at Sweet Hollywood, um, the candy shop, they have like an oh, extension yeah. of their um, place. It's like a theater area. But there were multiple silhouettes of spirits and the activity spikes were insane. But Linda was like, you know, Zachariah, this is the first time I've worked with the psychic and what they're saying is also being backed up by my, by my equipment. And I was like, that's good to hear, (laughs) but but it's also fucking scary. (laughs) Right.
2: Creepy. Once again, it's
0: it's a little creepy. It can be a little creepy sometimes. Yep.
2: Yep. Hollywood is definitely haunted. I mean, when people ask me, what do you think are the top five, uh, one of the top five haunted cities, I always refer to Hollywood, of Mm -hmm. course. And, and of course, New Orleans and Savannah and St. Louis. I always go towards those other cities. But I always, you know, Hollywood always comes to mind. And, yeah. um, you know, that's something that, you know, I also unearthed, going back to Chasing Ghosts, in the first episode with the apartment building that was originally built over the site of a famous funeral home that prepared the remains of famous silent film stars. So it was... I mean, like we said before, layers and layers yeah. of history.
0: There yeah. are there are so many layers of things that we have just paved over and put a new building on top of. You know, yes. and there's so many memories that have been lost but are still echoes of our time and where we live. I mean, mm-hmm. when you think of when I think of the silent film era, I think of the fallout of when the talkies became the status quo and all of those actors couldn't translate their silent film yeah. art and talent, and they were no longer booked to do major movies. They lost their contracts. Yeah, they fell into disparity. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's
3: there's been a lot of
0: transitions like that, especially in Hollywood, where it's like you gotta adapt or you die.
3: You you get chewed up and
0: spit out I real think we're real in the quick. Of a
3: Moment like that now, I think we are living mm-hmm. an historical moment in terms of the industry, like. Yeah. you're talking about adapting and we're watching people lose their preeminence as the industry no longer has used for like their one specific thing yeah like, oh yeah the industry will never go back to that like it just yeah you know, we it, can,
0: there's also there's also a level of i think
3: people are starting
0: to realize that quality is something that should be appreciated yes. um we're starting to see that a lot of the arts and entertainment, um, art in itself is, is, is in many ways a spiritual and emotional investment for a lot of people. So if you know, you're, I, I have a very hard time, and this is my point is I have a hard time investing my emotional and spiritual energy into something related to art. If it stems from a person who's, fucking racist you know like maybe their art is good but once I find out about the core of who they might be and a projection of where that art might be coming from it's kind of like ew I want nothing to do with that yeah you know and I mean I recently um was curating and managing an art gallery in Burbank and you know once the pandemic began and once like everything was shut down it was like all the dark and spooky artists that, you know, I was trying to support. It's like, I really, I worry about where they're at right now because they're in a, a small subgroup or a margin of the art world. And it's like, I'm watching a lot of them adapt and I'm watching a lot of them be like, you know what? I need to brush up my website anyway. I need yeah. to promote myself better. And I think that's like where we're kind of in this like weird mental, emotional and spiritual warfare right now. Mm-hmm. It's with ourselves. It's with our our government, which is corrupt. It's with our, it's with our our gender. It's with our race. It's with our different religious beliefs. It's like everything is coming to a head. It's like America has become a giant zit on the planet, and it's ready to pop. Yeah, and it's it's full of pus, and it's disgusting. Yeah, and. I'm just, I'm trying to, you know, do the best that I can to continue to do good works and be around good people who uphold the same virtues and standards as I do. Because when the shit hits the fan, like it already hasn't, but when it really does, <laughs> we need to be ready and have a safety net and have strong people who are going to make the types of changes that need to happen. Yeah. And right. I mean, it's even in the paranormal community. Tammy, you and I talked about that before. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of fame chasers there's a lot of people who are looking for clout in all the wrong places Mm. and they're disrespecting the dead they're disrespecting historic places they're they're monetizing things that Mm. you know are taking it it's like when um in the mortuary world when you know funeral directors used to basically hawk families when their deceased loved ones would pass or have them murdered in order to get money from them so they could bury them for them it's like we're kind of in the same industry sometimes yeah, normal researchers mm-hmm. and investigators oh, where it's like we have to be careful with how we put ourselves out there. It's like, are we just taking advantage of somebody's sadness or are we really trying to help them mm-hmm. with whatever they're going through, you know?
2: Yeah. When I see a lot of those individuals just post things about themselves, I'm like, but... What about the things that are going on right now? What about- oh, and
0: I've, I've made it a point, <laughs> and I, I will say it publicly on here, I have made it a point because I have no shame and no regrets to call some of those people out. I have personally messaged some of them. I have had an hour-long phone call with a few of them. Some of them have unfollowed me. Some of them have blocked me. <laughs> um, but it's we're just living in a time where no matter what your job is, whether you're a psychic, a witch, a spiritual advisor, a researcher, a seamstress, a, a model, you work in a doctor's office, no matter what it is that you do, you should constantly be holding yourself accountable to a higher standard that doesn't just fucking benefit you. Yeah. You have to look out for everybody around you, you know? And it's every message that I've ever gotten from the spiritual realm has talked about that since I was a kid. It's, it's literally what the principles of Christ and Buddha have in common, is do unto others. Mm. It's very important. Be compassionate. Understand that you are not the end-all, be-all of the universe. That there are other people here who are just trying to fucking survive. There are people here who have to wear the same clothes on their back three days in a row because they're homeless. Don't criticize them for that. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm. we're seeing a lot of that a lot of that come to light. And those are some of the ghosts that I really feel like we've tried to exercise, but we haven't done a very good job because you can't just Mm -hmm. bury it. You can't build a building over systemic racism and oppression. You have to deal with it. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you feel, or I don't know if you've read this in your cards or seen this in your mind, What is to come, or what is to expect for the rest of 2020, you believe?
0: 2020, as of last year, 2019 in August, I did a numerology report, and I pulled some cards, and it makes sense that numerologically 2020 is the year number four. It Mm. adds up to the single digit of four. But also, if you look at 2020 in numerology, there's two sets of twos and two zeros zeros represent chaos and disorder twos represent Mm. unity or partnership. Mm. And I fully believe before you break it down into a single digit of adding two and two, that just that energy itself, um, says a lot about marrying the past with the future. Mm. That's why I think the phrase hindsight is 2020 is so very Like accurate is that, um, there's a lot of past and future relation here. But mm. the problem with the two zeros is that people are not living in the present. They're they're whining about what used to be, and then they're having fear about what will come. They're not here, they're not here and now. And so what happens is when you add the two and the two, it creates the number four. The number four has a vibration, and I said this back in August, where the table basically will be flipped, that the structures of government, the economy, Um, The things that you used to feel comfortable about, like your mortgage or your rent or your job, it's all getting uprooted from you and you have no control over it because number four represents uh, systems, order and analytical and logical thinking. So when you have uh, layers of chaos in between and layers of unhealthy partnerships like Trump and America, while they might be the best fit astrologically, according to some of my astrologer friends. For our nation as a whole, for the heartbeat of our nation, Mm -hmm. it's a toxic, narcissistic, and empathetic relationship. So these numbers that I wrote down in August um, basically are showing that we are on the precipice of a great change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those great changes do not come without great losses. And think Mm -hmm. about how many people we've lost. Think about how many people have died from this pandemic. Think about how many people are losing things. Not just their health and their well-being of their lives, but they're also losing their homes. They're losing their jobs. They're losing relationships that they thought were healthy and sound with family members because of so many fucking disagreements and um, infighting and like class wars. And we're finally getting to a place where the systems that have been established of a capitalist society – Mm. That is also being upended and being put under a mic- microscope very aggressively. The systems of elitism and Hollywood and who's famous and why is being investigated now. Why is this person so uh, honored and, and exemplified when they're really a horrible person? You know, yes. like we're we're putting the receipts out there because it's time to start holding people accountable. And again, that relates back to 2020 numerologically that's what the number four does it does a system of checks and balances Mm. it's we don't have time for bullshit in the number four realm we have to get things in line they have to have a place and a system and a time to be dedicated to and then you move on to the next one and you fix it Mm
4: -hmm. but
0: because we're dealing with this uh, this as a globe we're seeing um the other structures that are falling apart is like uh, everything biological so you have an illness that's being spread through a pandemic mm-hmm. you have natural disaster increases you have uh i mean those are the main two things that i can think of right now where it's like those are things that we cannot control those are things that we just we're watching it happen in horror you know from a distance um my prediction though for the rest of 2020 god is so heavy thinking about this shit um no. The rest of the year is really like, it's going to be pretty much this. I mean, we are not, we are not living in the present. Just like Mm -hmm. I said, we are in that, that system of those two zeros. We have so much chaos happening around us. Now what it turns into with the number twos in 2020 is blaming somebody else, blaming some other system, blaming our family, blaming our Mm -hmm. mom, blaming our fiance, um, Blaming our shitty job, you know. But the thing is, is that if you are present, a healthy vibration of the number two and of the number four is someone who can stop and realize what they actually have in front of them and approach it accordingly. Mm -hmm. So the things that we need to do going into 2020, if you related it to the numerological aspect, are... We have to stop accepting the systems that have been put in front of us. Mm. And that is why myself as a witch and as a spiritual person, I am so on board with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. I am so on board with defunding the police. Mm -hmm. I'm so on board with putting money back into the communities because that disrupts a system that has only been benefiting the 1% or people Mm -hmm. within a certain category racially or socially. Mm. So that's actually what we need to do. That is how you actually, in a healthy way, embrace chaotic energy because chaotic energy is very much like the tower in the tarot cards, which is the card that I pulled for this year. And Mm. that's fucking scary. That is a scary card. but it also means that things can be rebuilt, that you cannot avoid the destruction and the downfall, but it gives you hope because all the materials that you need to rebuild will still be there. So going into 2020, 2020, the later part of 2020, September, October, November, December, it's it's literally, like I said earlier, you have to adapt. Mm. You have to hold others accountable. You have to stop blaming everybody else. And you have to do the best that you can to evolve with the changing times. And I'm not trying to be vague or generalize it, but mm-hmm. that's the best way I can say it without without like getting too much into one area. It's like... Mm-hmm. Pick and choose your battles right now and realize that you are the most important person as long as you are not harming others.
4: Exactly. That's
0: the importance of the the duality of the number two is we need to work together. Because going into 2021, the report that I'm going to verbalize here for you now is 2021 represents the number five, which is all about personal freedom and liberation. Mm -hmm. And what is everybody talking about now? My civil liberties. I don't want to wear a mask. I don't. Mm-hmm. That, that, again, comes from a system that is only working to benefit a certain type of person. Yes. The, liberty, the liberties that I'm talking about are the civil unrest and the warfare that people have been talking about for mm-hmm. centuries. The fact that we have these ghosts that we are not paying attention to in this country, that we are building buildings on top of, that we are suppressing the information, mm-hmm. that we are oppressing the people that are the ancestors of those people. Those are the things that will be liberated. Those are the people that should be liberated. So I'm hoping, and again, I don't believe that I have 100% accuracy, but there's a lot of stuff that is lining us up for a small civil war, unfortunately. And there's a lot of stuff in the cosmos that is also lining us up for a complete dismantling of government and structure. So when you think of personal liberty and liberation and freedom, that's usually how that shit starts, because that's mm-hmm. what we did centuries ago when we were trying to leave England, when we were trying to leave the rule of mm-hmm. you know, parliament. And, you know, it's history has repeated itself. 2020, just like 1918 to 1920-something, you know, they had a pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. And there were yeah. fucking idiots that were like, I don't want to wear a mask. There was a
3: whole community. We spoke of,
2: about that, yeah, in our Spanish yeah. Influenza
3: episode are genuinely terrifying it's like reading you could read a newspaper from 1918 yes and change the date and it would it would not even be a caricaturization it would be a completely applicable news article in today's media you're like oh so we haven't learned anything like straight yeah. up in a century we did not learn a single thing and then we're like yeah. scratching our heads being like why is it not working Yes. There is
0: there is one bit of advice, though, that I would like to give people before we go into 2020, and it has to do with the idea of cancel culture. Mm. And I I believe that in, in small doses, cancel culture is completely necessary. Take away the power, take away the clout, and take away exactly. the opportunity for a person to continue abusing others or to continue working in a system that hurts others or harms mm. others. However, we also need to remember that we are very layered and very complex human beings, mm. especially when we work as a whole as and we, when we work together. So we need to remember when it comes to personal freedoms and liberation in 2021, that mm. sometimes we need to give people a second chance mm. because maybe they didn't realize their potential. But I, I'm saying like, do that in small doses too.
2: Exactly. Just
0: completely wiping somebody out and off the map it depends on the context and what it was. Yeah. You know? you know, like some people don't realize that they were being harmful. Some yeah. people don't always know right away that what they were doing was wrong because they had a whole group of cheerleaders behind them being like, you're the best. And it's yes. like you <laughs> Oh, have, yes. You, toxic community is a thing,
3: you know, people yes. perpetuate their own toxic. Because I love cancel
0: culture. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, and I'm, I firmly believe in it in many, many ways, but spiritually I'm saying like, yeah. Right. We have we have chosen the timeline that we are living right now to have the ex- set of experiences that we need to have. Our soul chose to be here at this time because it was the work that we need to get done. There's something that we need to process. And so I'm just as baffled as you guys probably as, as the result of how 2020 has gone. I wasn't fucking surprised, mm-hmm. but the sheer ignorance of so many people and the hurtful things and the harmful things that have been happening not only here in America, but the rest of the planet. And to mm. watch Mother Nature now be in pain. I mean, we are losing parts of our national forest here in California. The fires here are so bad. it's We're actually asking Australia for help, you yeah. know? So it's, yes. we're getting to a, a place now where it's going to break. The table has been flipped. Yeah. The dice have been rolled. And we just need to hang on. So that's my long summary of... <sighs> <laughs> We're fucking at it. It's it's and you know be careful with what you do with your energy, especially when you are seeking spiritual counsel. When you are looking for alternative sources for comfort, you know, don't dip your toes in something that you don't understand. Mm. You know, um, protect yourself. Go out and go out out go outside. Touch the mm. earth. You know, there are simple things that we can do that we need to do. Again, personal liberation and personal freedom also has to do with changing the systems that we live in. So if you're the kind of person who wakes up every day and you immediately have your face in your phone, that's a system that you need to liberate yourself from. Yeah. You need to change certain patterns in your own life in order to see an effect and change in, in the outside world. You have yeah. to work inward in order to work outwardly. Oof. So
2: I felt I feel that, because I feel myself doing that more, like I get more comfort with my phone and I'm, yeah. I'm working so hard to not do that be more present, you know, be more present for my husband and for mm, yeah. my animal, my dog, everything, to my ancestors and everything else, so. Yeah,
0: there was a, there was yeah. a thing I was I was reading, um, there's a book I just read about many lives, many masters, and then I got off on some other book, I was, I was like, cut over to something else. I read a lot, but I'm a nerd. But <laughs> one of the things that I read was, you know, the most successful people are the people who chase after happiness not the people who chase after dollars. Um, Because happiness has so much to do with allowing others to also thrive around you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not based on greed. It's not based on control. Happiness to its core comes from love. Mm -hmm. And so when you are really loving who you are, when you are really loving and showing gratitude for what you have, it usually will ripple effect into everybody else's life. Mm. If, if you're a selfless person about it, you know, so chase, chase after little moments of happiness, if you can, that's the best place to start where it's like, stop looking at the devastation and destruction, see what you can actively do to impart some happiness in somebody else's life, put your money where your mouth is, donate some money to a cause, you know, volunteer, there's still food kitchens. There's still like, there's so much that we can do. We just have to start in one direction and keep it to a place where we can still conserve our energy.
2: Absolutely. Know, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I 100% agree with that. Don't yeah. be an opportunist, people. Do, do the right yeah. thing, you know?
0: Yeah, performative allyship is not cute. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Well, thank you so much, Zachariah, yes, for being you. on our show, for yeah, of your thoughts, your words, you know, for you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where can people reach out to you?
0: I'm, uh, my website is www.zachariahthewitch.com, mm-hmm. and my Instagram handle is at Zachariah the witch. I tend to do my series around the cauldron on my Instagram live stream yes. every, every Monday, uh, 5 PM Pacific time. But yeah, I'm usually, I'm usually online. I'm available through my website. That's the best place to book appointments with me. That's the best place to reach me. Um, I will also be doing on September 12th I don't know when this is going to air but um I will be working with uh the Witches Brew and our offshoot show which is an immersive online experience I'll be the master of ceremonies for the Raven Society and it's going to have poetry potions pendulums there's going to be different I can't say too much because we're trying to keep it hush hush like a secret society but go to witchesbrewla.com purchase your tickets there are different packages with different gifts that you can't buy for as cheap as they're being sold, that mm. are also included in the experience. Um, the Witch's Brew has been a blessing during this time. Um, it's a way for me to write and create. And um, that's also something I'm, I'm really grateful for. And I will express that is during this time, I've been able to write and produce more stuff that I wasn't able Amazing. to before the pandemic. So I'm super lucky and super fortunate. And um, yeah. I don't wanna to brag too much more, I might make people sad. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: They're they're all amazing. I mean, guys, just definitely check out his stuff on his website at witch.com Make sure to communicate with him through that website and definitely check out his Instagram around the cauldron. I highly recommend that you tune in every week to those discussions. It's very enlightening. It's so reflecting. Of course.
0: And I wanna have I wanna have you guys on as um you two on as guests soon too. Oh, of so course. Let's talk In about that yeah,
2: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Well thank you once again, Zachariah, yes, for thank you so much. for being on our show once more and for all the information, food mm. for thought, of course. Mm-hmm. Right, do you have anything else you wanna say?
3: Nope. <laughs> 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 <Me>. <laughs>
2: Your hair's been growing back really fast, by the way. Yes, I'm,
3: I'm
0: very hairy. <laughs> yeah, your, your your beard game is is strong. It's on point right now.
2: I, mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the
3: thing is workplace professional looks really different when half of your face is hidden by a mask. So you're like, no, I don't have a beard. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. And, and, you know, too, you just <laughs> put some oil in there and make it real nice. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Love y'all. Thank you for having Thank me on. Thank you so much. MJ. Thank you
1: so much. All right. Bye-bye. A huge, huge thank you to our friend, Zachariah the Witch. Thank you so much for being on our show once more. Be sure to support and follow Zachariah the Witch on Instagram at Zachariah the Witch. Tune in every Monday to his live chats around the cauldron and for more information on the Witch's Brew. If you want to set up an appointment with Zachariah the Witch for a reading or get your cards read or just talk about numerology, then you can definitely find out more information and set all that up on his website at www.zachariathewitch.com. And of course, we cannot say thank you enough to our patron members. Without you, this episode wouldn't have been made possible without your support and your donations. Thank you guys so much for everything that you've done, especially these past couple months. We truly and wholeheartedly love you to death. We want to say a huge hello and welcome to our new Patreon members, Jennifer, DeLeon, and Kay. You'll be getting your goodies in the mail very soon. And speaking of goodies and being a bougie Hollyweird producer for this podcast, if you want to learn more on becoming a Patreon member, then head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hollyweird paranormal there you can find out more information about the podcast how to become a patreon member what patreon is all about and its benefits if you're a Hollywood producer then you'll get so many benefits such as goodies in the mail stickers magnets coasters pins and you'll be inducted automatically to our secret podcast society of saturday night ghost club which is a bi-weekly podcast based on ghost stories that i collect from friends and acquaintances and you definitely don't want to miss those stories out especially if you need a good holly weird ghost story fix you can support holly weird paranormal for as little as one dollar or more per month or just for one month or two months or however many months you wish to support a little does go a long way and we truly 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 appreciate each and every one of you spooky boos for donating you literally make bryce's beard cry if you want to learn more about holly weird paranormal podcast you can head on over to our website www.hollyweirdparanormal.com and listen to past seasons and episodes and even browse around our merch store on teespring.com as well you can also follow us on instagram and facebook at holly weird paranormal and twitter at hwp podcast if you wish to send us a personal ghost story for our listeners tales episode which we'll be brewing up in the future, then you can forward that to Paranormal at gmail.com. If you have a little more time to spare, we would really appreciate it if you go and rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's super simple, takes literally a minute, and it truly does help our podcast out, especially us indie podcasters that are trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents and trying to be a little more visible. You can also catch up with past episodes and seasons through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android Deezer, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Blueberry.net, CastBox, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast fix. All right, friends, till next time, make sure to take care of yourself, be kind to one another, and most of all, stay Hollyweird.